0: All right, folks, welcome back to Good Vibes Nation. Don't have Doug again, but you know what that means. I definitely have an awesome guest. My guest for today's show is nothing less than amazing. She's a fashion designer, a bodybuilder, Miss Chicago America, human trafficking survivor, and a fellow podcaster. I want to welcome to the show Deanna Radolescu. Did I say that right? You perfect, Nick. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. I, I appreciate it. Like I said, you're a fellow podcaster. I follow your podcast. We'll get into that in a little bit, but you're a busy woman, but I want to start off our show. If you listen to our shows, we like to have our guests tell a little bit about themselves, where they're from, their upbringing. You know, we feel that most of the time, that's a big influence on who you are today as a person. Can you take us uh, you know, through just a couple of sure. minutes and tell us a little bit more about yourself, Deanna?
1: Yes. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm, I'm a fan of your show as well as actually just listening to your recent one, Twitterverse. Very interesting, by the way. So I, I love the discussion that you and Doug had. So I'm a Midwestern girl. I was born in the suburbs of the Chicagoland area. I still live here today. My background is, my you know, I'm the oldest of five. My father was a deadbeat dad. He was very abusive. Um, So my mom and I were like, it was just us against the world as I, in my teenage years through my young adult years. Um, I, unfortunately, because of that followed, you know, repeated the pattern and got into some abusive relationships. Mm -hmm that which um in turn got me into human trafficking and which I didn't know anything about and I know that we want to talk a little bit more about that, but you know, it wasn't a great it wasn't a great start to my life, but I've always been very type A, total go-getter. I mean, luckily, even though I was got involved in that, I got real heavily into drugs, I didn't I'm still alive today and it didn't hold me back from really, you know, pursuing and achieving bigger and better things. So um, you know i went to school i did go to school for business and accounting i've done three triathlons in my life i've got into bodybuilding i've always taken i've always placed um to compete nationally so that's always been a, a feather in my cap I'm, i've been um a serial entrepreneur from a little girl to today um you know i don't do too well in corporate i've had some good jobs but i'm i'm better on my own yeah. if that makes sense Yeah, absolutely. And so I I have done the fashion design thing. I did that for a short period of time. I'm no longer in fashion. I do think about getting back into it. It's a very, very um, intricate, tedious business, and it's very competitive. So um, if I was to do it again, I'd do it a little bit more strategically. And now I'm a podcast host, and I'm the, the head coach and founding partner of the Female Podcasters Network. I've actually absolutely loved this space. It's been such a a welcoming uh, community of people, you know, across the board. And, you know, I, I think that it's just going to continue to thrive from here.
0: That's awesome. Like I said, you have an amazing life story. You've overcome and accomplished so much in life already. One thing, like you mentioned, I'd love to find out more about is the human trafficking experience. Do you mind sharing a little bit about that experience with our listeners?
1: Sure. I mean, I think I was 17. Didn't know a lot about it. You know, really was just forced upon me by the, the, the you know, the abusive boyfriend I had, I had at the time. And, you know, it was more just sex work, but drugs and, you know, you don't realize the, like how powerful manipulation is at that age. Oh yeah. And, you know, luckily I was able to eventually get myself out of it, but I was sucked into that lifestyle for for probably about a year and a half two years and um, <clears throat> then I became a personal trainer and you know I, I eventually I had to get out of that relationship because he had abducted me one one day and took me out in the middle of the field and I he stabbed me thought I was gonna die oh my god and so I was you know <laughs> you live and learn so no more of those relationships you know luckily enough but um, yeah I was a I don't recommend it for anybody, but I feel like, you know, our, our past, it's all about the journey, not the destination. And I say that a lot on my show that you have to appreciate the things that you've been through because it makes you who you, the person that you are today. If you are really growing as an individual, if you're not growing, you're just going to be like, Whoa, is me. But if you can go through all these different challenges in life, because it's all relative, everybody Mm -hmm. has issues. You know, somebody that's living this big, huge lifestyle that's, very well off could be struggling with things that we don't even know about. And it's, it could feel the same That struggle can feel the same for them as it did for me when I was going through all that, if that makes sense. And so, you know, we, with, if you can look back and, and learn something from your journey and take that wisdom with you, you know, it's not all in
0: vain. I, that is so well said. I, I couldn't agree more question on that. So during that time period, when, you know, you were involved in it, do you think it was more. Unless at your age and being, I guess, maybe a little bit naive to what was going on or, you know, that you couldn't see the forest of the trees or were there, was there people during that time that were kind of trying to make you say, hey, look, this is what's going on. And like I said, maybe you were just too involved in it at the moment.
1: You know, I think it's a combination of being naive, but also thinking I didn't have any other choice. Mm. You know, my father had left, you know, didn't pay any child support. I'm the oldest of five. I thought, like, this is another way for me to help support my mom. She didn't know what I was doing. She thought I was just working late nights. And I mean, I, I ultimately was able to help her buy her house and, you know, help her with, you know, buying a car and yeah. furniture, which, you know, there was some good that came out of it. But um, I would I just didn't feel like I had any other any other option. Wow. And, you know, and I think, it, you know, had stuff like this been talked about early on, like this, this kind of um, issue in wow. our, in, in our society that it could have been avoidable and I could have, you know, cause there are other options and, you know, you don't know that though when you're feeling stuck and you're, you're trying to help your mom survive and yeah. your, your siblings and it's just like, you don't, you don't, you don't see another way out of it. And so. There is a combination of different things that are yeah. com- combination of factors there.
0: I feel like, you know, my just personal opinion, but I feel like human trafficking is it's almost swept under a rug and not acknowledged in today's society. So I've kind of got like a two part question for you. I want to know what your thoughts are on that statement I just made. And if you agree you know, with my statement, why do you think that's the case? Why do you think we're it's not acknowledged or, or talked about as much as it should be?
1: I totally agree with you. So, you know, I, as I mentioned, I am a former fashion designer, one of my last collections. So, you know, you release there's collections that come out for fall, winter, spring, summer. So my last collection I did for fall winter of 2019 and uh, eight months prior to me, me releasing it, I had organized a large event against human trafficking and I had learned during that whole period of you know planning it out and setting it up and making it very successful that it is something that is not talked about and it is something that you know we don't aren't educated on and I I felt so strongly about doing this event to raise awareness around it because had somebody done that for me perhaps my life would have taken a a different Mm -hmm. trajectory you know Um, and I think that it's taboo I think that there's so much of it that is going on around us that people either know of something or they're ashamed of something they, or they just want to ignore that it's real. You know, I, I think, you know, cause human trafficking comes in many different forms. There's, you know, the person that gets abducted and is forced into it and is just drugged nonstop and is turning, you know, seeing clients 40 times a day. There's the child at home that is being molested and, in you know, sexual abuse, sexually abused by a family member. That's considered human trafficking. Mm-hmm. And then there's someone like myself that gets thrown into a situation that thinks that this is the only way. And, you know, I'm thinking that I'm voluntarily doing it, but I'm really not because I'm being manipulated into doing it. So there's like many different forms of human trafficking. And that's something that I think that people don't really want to talk about the different types and, you know, could it, could it be happening in their home? Maybe it is. And they don't want to, they don't want to admit it. They don't want to see it, you know, or maybe they have a a family member that's out there and, is doing something questionable they don't know they don't want to you know they don't really want to dive into it and see you know i think there's a lot of a lot of reasons why you know people aren't wanting to talk about it as yeah. much
0: i think it's crazy i think you have to go looking for it right i mean I, some of these articles are amazing i remember one a couple of months ago was with u.s marshals and they found like seven girls in a house yeah you, you know you would think that it, that should be national news It should be all over the place that, you know, they, they rescued seven girls that were from a human trafficking scheme, but no, it was like buried underneath political garbage. And you really had to like, just stumble upon it. It's how I found it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, why is this not on the top? Why is this, why did I have to go and literally stumble upon it to find this article? It's crazy.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that there's multiple reasons why, I mean, I think a lot of, I mean, I'm not sure I didn't you know, what your beliefs are and like the whole political drama that goes on around us and all the, you know, underhanded things. But, you know, a lot of these people at the top are very involved mm-hmm. in some of these human trafficking oh, um, things. And so, you know, I think that it's in everyone's best interest if it, it that it's not out there and loud in everybody's face because then more questions are going to be coming up.
0: Oh, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, we could do a whole nother show on, on Epstein yeah, and Epstein sure. Island, right? <laughs> and I think that's another thing where it's like, you know, how many of these celebrities and political contacts, just like you had said, were involved. But guess what? There's two people that went to jail for it. That was it. You know, one, yeah. one hung himself, you know, depending yeah. on what you believed on that. And the other one's living a life of luxury, you know, out running, you know, in jail you know, with yeah. people that, that she met, that's all that, you know, article come out and, and the footage on that here last week. I think that's insane. Insane.
1: Yeah, I so, would agree.
0: So many people think that human trafficking, and then you went kind of into the different sex of it, is that it's, you know, traditionally it's kidnapping, selling kids, making them slaves, but there is so much more than that. Can you elaborate a little bit on, you know, maybe what people should be aware of or look for in terms of different elements of human trafficking?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, on the sexual side of things, there's, you know, the, the child that's getting molested at home or by a, you know, a, a, an authority figure, somebody in her life that's, you know, older than her, is being, she's being taken advantage of and being threatened or being put in a position where she's scared. Um, there's just, there is those people that are being kidnapped, you know, but there's also the labor aspect where, you know, maybe older people... Are being trafficked and being forced into working for very minimal, and being living in terrible conditions. Mm -hmm. There are are so many different layers of human trafficking that people don't realize, and it's all about just being aware of what's going on around you, and if you could actually save someone if you see them in this situation. But people are scared; they don't, they don't want to, they don't want to realize it. I mean, when I was getting ready for this event, the the amount of information that I learned. Like even here in in one of our very large upper class communities in the Chicagoan area, Schaumburg, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but there, that was a hub for human trafficking because it was so bad in that area. They had an FBI hub there to try to, to break down these rings that were in this, this area, you know, and, and I went to another, um, a 21, I went for a walk, like a, a, walk to raise awareness against human trafficking for the charity group called a21 in wakanda and that too there was a house there that was they had they had several women in very similar to what you mentioned and so they they do these walks every year in that area to just raise awareness to prevent that from happening in their community again so it's happening everywhere And in many different ways. And so I think the best thing that people can do is try to find a charity that they can relate to, that they could try to support, learn more information. Like I try to do a charity drive every year for um, some kind of charity that is, you know, helping victims get out of that or, you know, trying to, you know, just raise awareness around it.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. And it hits, you know, home to me, too, Doran. I'll share this with our, our listeners that I've not shared before. It was during the pandemic, and you know we've had we've got a neighbor, a good friend of ours, and there she lives in our neighborhood, a mile from our house, literally mile door to door. And we were going over her house that evening, and my wife and two daughters, as I mentioned, got a, a wife and two kids two years ago now. Okay, so the youngest one is six years old, and the oldest one is ten, and they're literally walking the dog, and they're walking down. The youngest one's on her scooter, and she's about no more than 10 to 15 yards ahead of my wife and what she'll do is she'll ride down you know she stays in front about 10 to 15 yards if she hits the street she'll stop they all cross together she does the same thing she goes about 10 15 yards my wife can see her the entire time so they come up on an, an intersection and it's weird how it is my wife can see her but the cars on that street where the stop sign cannot see my wife it's almost around a curve if I can describe that you know correctly well this car pulls up to my daughter the youngest one and this lady, and she's, she actually has, she's missing fingers. My, my eight-year-old now can tell you to this day, the conversation that went down, they pulled right up to her. First of all, it pulled up to the stop sign, backed up, and then pulled right up to her as to, first they were going to make a left, now they're going to make a right. So they stopped, yeah. rolled down the window, and were waving, the driver, male driver, was waving to my daughter to come here. And the lady reached her hand out the window and was motioning to her and talking to her and said, you know, hey, come here, come here. Well, my daughter sees it, and she turns around and looks at my wife. Now they see my wife. And my wife, you know, screams my daughter's name, like, get over here. And they sped off. And they were gone. Well, I'm literally coming down behind them about, you know, just a minute down the road, and I could see, like, they're stopped and they're talking to each other. I'm like, something's not right. So yeah. I pull over. I'm like, what's going on? And they frantically told me what happened. I would have, I would be in jail right now if I caught them. Yeah. Let me just tell you that. Yeah. But they were For gone. Sure. I couldn't catch up with them by the time she gave me the description and I went the way, direction they went. There's no telling they were out, but that was to us. That was a close call. I mean, we knew what after that, you know, engagement, we knew what the intent was. It wasn't to ask directions to a six-year-old, you know, no. they, they thought yeah. that the six-year-old was alone, you know, and God forbid something was going to happen to my daughter, but It's a real thing. It's crazy. And I wish that, you know, I wish that others would be as, you know, aware of the situations like that and like, and like you've described. But I want to talk about your podcast for a minute. You've, you've got a very successful podcast. It's called Label Free. I've listened, big fan. How'd the podcast come about?
1: So, like I said, I had, you know, I lost my husband. So I'm a widow of seven years. I'm getting remarried. Hallelujah. After I kind of recovered from all that, you know, and I ended my fashion design career, I was just like, what's next? Mm -hmm. And I was talking to my best friend, you know, just kind of like, you know, all these labels that have been put on me over the years and just labels I've put on myself, you know, just feeling guilty and not worthy. And just, there's just so many things. There's layers and layers and layers of stuff that we think of about ourselves, you know, as we get through this thing called life, right? Mm -hmm. And so I had gotten an article about how to start a podcast, and at that point I didn't know what a podcast was. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this. And I got to use a couple, of, you know, choice words. I'm like, I don't know who the f I think I am, but I'm going to start a podcast. You could say him
0: here. You could say him here. It's all yeah. right. I don't know who the fuck I think I am. but I'm going to
1: Start a podcast. There we go. That gets a little bit more. Um, there you go. Gives you a more uh, exciting.
0: Yeah.
1: So. You know, I told her, I said, you know, I'm tired of these labels putting, being put on me. I'm not going to live with these labels anymore. And I just want to be label free. And so we just came up with the label free podcast to live your best life, live label free. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from that point, it's just kind of evolved from there. I mean, I have a very a big variety of guests, but the underlying message is still the same. And I love talking to people that have ultimately found their purpose in life. And living a dynamic life, making this world a better place. And so, you know, that's how I kind of feel like I found my purpose in the podcasting space. And it's been a beautiful ride. I'm sure for yourself you've enjoyed it as well. I mean, and and I feel like this it's still in its infancy. And so if people can just really whoever's involved in it can just hang on, they're gonna really see a lot of success if they stay consistent and continue to evolve with this, um, This industry.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Like I said, I'm a fan, right? So I I went to your website and I'm going to quote you. You've got a quote on there. It says, on this podcast, we'll discuss how we as individuals can break free from the labels that society puts on us, both personally and professionally. You are talking my language, Deanna. Can you expand on that statement for a minute? I love it.
1: Well, sure. I feel like, you know, we're programmed. I mean, I think we've seen a lot of that in the last couple of years with, you know, this COVID and, you know, the political machine and all this. I They really have shown how intense the programming can be for society. And we I think we've seen that just upped many different notches the last couple of years. But at, when we get born and we go through school and you know, just what the expectation on a, is on us as a human being to live in the, the White House, the white picket fence, have 2.2 children, you know, just like go to college, even though I believe that you should go to college if that's what's meant for you. But I think that we are not encouraged to really pursue our passions and we're not encouraged to really find our true purpose. We're not taught how to, you know, create a strong mindset, you know, I mean, that's hence all this crazy mental health issues that we have yeah. around us, people taking so many different medications. I think that if we are able to, they say, be woke, um, you're going to really see the many different labels that society has put on us, you know, you as you grow up and you go to the school, you know, you go through elementary school and in high school. you have to like really kind of be with all the cool kids or I'll share this way or that way. I was a total nerd in high school. I was, I was a nerd. I loved to read. I mean, even in junior high, I would walk to the library. I wasn't a cool kid Mm. and I had a lot of freckles. So I always got made fun of and, you know, I, I came from a, you know, an abusive home. So that made me even more like, you know, I'm not an introvert, but I was introverted then because of what I had been going through. Right. And so I had all those labels put on me and I carried them with me as I, as I continued to grow and approach adulthood. And then obviously I got involved in human trafficking, had abusive boyfriends and, you know, I've just had, and I'm a widow now. So like, like I just am tired of carrying all that baggage with me, you know? And so I think that it's important to share stories of people that may have broken out of the corporate world or. They've gone through some kind of trauma and now they're, they're just thriving in whatever space that they are thriving in. And I think that it's important to highlight those stories that if someone is out there struggling, they're feeling empty, not knowing which way direction they should go. And they really have a passion and become maybe an author or start their own business or be a coach that they can be encouraged and inspired that it's never too late to go after something that sets your soul on fire.
0: That's awesome. You mentioned you, you've spoken with a lot of different guests. Has there been any guests in particular that maybe stand out on your show that our listeners can go and check out?
1: Oh, boy. Um, I've had quite a few. Um, that's a good one. So one of my recent ones, her name is Daisy Page. She's uh, she's a published author. She's suffering from a terminal illness. She's not going to be around for long for, for much longer. She's now, and you know, she's wheelchair-bound. Uh, this woman's... Um, her, her, she's such an inspiration because her her determination to continue to write more books is a, is astounding when she can barely move. You know, her her first book, her the forward is given by Kirk Cameron. I don't know if any what when you grew yep. up, but I know Kirk Cameron. Oh, growing heart pains,
0: baby. Yep.
1: <laughs> so, I uh, you know, like she's um, you know, I mean, bless her soul. She yeah. is a she's an example of you know, someone that is no matter what she's continuing to pursue her purpose, even though she's, you know, she's not going to be around for much longer.
0: Right. That's awesome. Well, definitely check that one out. I have not listened to that one yet. I'll definitely check it out now wrapping this up. I've got two more questions for you. You know, we're, we're we're a fairly new podcast, meaning we're, we're about to celebrate one year in December. So we've got a year under our belt. I know that you're very successful. What advice would you give to Doug and I for our podcast going forward?
1: I guess, you know, to continue to stay consistent, continue to evolve your brand. But your message is that your conversation, the questions you ask are really great. I, I love the format of the show. So, you know, the, just the consistency. And, you know, maybe maybe you start get going on some uh, podcast do some interviews <laughs> yourself. That'd be good.
0: I appreciate that. And last question, where can our listeners find you? Can you give them all your ats, Deanna?
1: Oh, yeah, I'm everywhere. So, at Label Free Podcast on Instagram, YouTube, um, Facebook, Twitter. You know, if you just Google search label free podcast or Google search my name, I'm going to, there'll be pages and pages of me. So you, you, there's no escaping this person here.
0: Awesome. Well, guys, (laughs) definitely check her out. Deanna, we appreciate you having you on the show. You've got a wonderful story. That's just the beginning, guys. You need to go on and check out her podcast. It is nothing less than amazing. And we appreciate it, Deanna. Thank you for coming on.
2: This is Yelp.
0: All right, folks, that intro is our Yelp Help intro. Dougie, how are you, man?
2: I'm doing wonderful, Nick. Doing wonderful. I'm glad. Getting ready for the old Thanksgiving.
0: I'm glad you're doing wonderful. I'm glad that we are both getting ready for Thanksgiving. It's amazing. One of my favorite holidays of the year. And uh, I just washed my stretchy pants, so we're good to go.
2: <laughs>
0: yes. We're good to go, brother. Uh, Yelp help, man. Would you like to go first? Would you like to do the honors on this Thanksgiving Yelp help?
2: Yes, absolutely. You know I'd love to go first. This one I found, and uh, it kind of reminded me of some places that I've tried. So um, it was a one-star review, but an interesting one-star review. As the uh, commenter said, don't try the pizza. It's so good. You will come back every day. Okay. It completely ruined my social life because each night I only want to go there. I hate this place. <laughs> That's amazing. <sighs> I feel like I had, a. I feel like I had a few places like that, like in college. Yeah. Probably actually probably have a few now, but yeah, sometimes the food's so good. You just, you know, you don't want to go anywhere else, and
0: especially pizza too. It's hard to find a good pizza place. And once you do, yeah, I like said, he he found it, and he nailed it. You know what I mean. I think right. I'll, I'd probably be a million pounds if I did that. I'd have to try to try to work some salads or something in as well.
2: <laughs> I just love that he made it a one star review.
0: I know, right? All right. I've got one man. It's a little bit different. It's not actually uh, officially a Yelp help. It's actually I uh, pulled this from Butterball man. I, I went. It's, it's Thanksgiving, right? And they've got Butterball has a help hotline. Did you know that? If you need any turkey assistance yeah. you can call their 800 number and speak to a live is it a turkey technician so we call it that or maybe a turkey, turkey te- technician i like it uh so yeah so you can call a, a lot li- speak to a live turkey technician and and this is what this dad did this one's called double duty the father in charge of thawing out the turkey and bathing his toddler twins decided to hit two birds with one stone we could oh, hear yeah. the water splashing in the background, and turns out he had his kids and the turkey in the tub at the same time, <laughs> the technician said. They said the man was calling in to find out if the bathwater would be an acceptable method for thawing the turkey. We're not sure this one should become a Thanksgiving tradition.
2: Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I don't know that one can almost go in bonehead news.
0: It is pretty close. Yeah, it's pretty close to bonehead
2: news, right? Yeah. That is disgusting and can't be like just oh. snow. Just, nope. There's just no. S- S- Salmonella, right?
0: Salmonella? Like, don't you run the risk of get your kids' naked bodies in the tub with a turkey? Oh, thawing out. loud. Well,
2: no, no. Oh, and dirty children. Like, that's the D- water you're soaking your turkey. The turkey you're going to yeah. eat for Thanksgiving. With dirt I think of how dirty your kids are. You're right. You're right. Ugh, I think it gross. what if that was uh your uncle or your
0: cousin that you went over there to eat Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, for, right? right. You'll never know. You'll never know.
2: I have I actually I have some family members that would probably <laughs> think that that may be it may have been a tex on the other end of that butterball line. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Well, folks, we hope you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And Douglas, we are getting close to our birthday, man. Our yeah. one-year anniversary for Good Vibes Nation is only two shows away. Wow. That's it.
2: That's it. Two shows wow. away. That's all we'll say it's for now. Awesome. Year. Well, folks, we're out.